Small Business Focus on The Money Show. I can't believe that Pablo Fatidis is resorting to jargon. The most overused term in business today is we need to take things to the next level. Mm-hmm. And what you're saying to me tonight, we need to take things to the next level. You've been drinking European Kool-Aid or something on your, <laughs> on your travels in the last two weeks. Why are you talking jargon? You used to speak English. But you know, whenever people say we're going to build the business to the next level, let's get to the next level, let's get to – have you ever sat down and thought what that really means? Because for a lot of people, they say, okay, well, I'm going to increase my turnover. You increase the turnover, but there's no real impact in the way you operate your business. Does it mean that you're going to double up on the assets you have in your business or your resources? Does it mean you employ more people? And Bruce, if you don't think it through, a business is in many ways like a child. If you behave towards a baby as you would towards a toddler, as you would towards a kid, as you would towards an adolescent, you're going to have problems. Sure. Because the way you act and the way you behave towards the growth of that person is indicative of your understanding of that person and knowing what they need next to move to their next level. So maybe the time has come for us to really look at what these words mean and get a clear, clear sense of saying, hang on, if move to the next level means X or Y, where am I and what do I need to do to move my business to that next level? Because if you do, there's a fundamental shift in how you operate that business and what you should be focused on. If you stay with a start a startup hangover all your life, you will be absolutely paranoid about spending money on investing in the business. You will chase everything that comes across your door, and you will never build an asset of value. Absolutely, and that's right. got to be the sole purpose of an entrepreneur. Do you want to take your business to what Pablo said? <laughs> I'm quoting here. This They're not my said. words. They're the common words of jargon that we see splintered all over the place. Okay, let's use the jargon. Do you want to take your business to the next level, but you need some guidance as to how to do it? Give us a shout on 021-446-0567-011-883-0702. So, taking your business to the next level, five practical steps to get rid of the jargon, please. And I need five from you. I'm Mm -hmm. going to demand five from you. As to how you do what people talk about but actually don't have a blooming clue what they're saying. Okay, so let's just see where the jargon comes from. It comes from business schools. And in business schools, they have this thing called a business life cycle. And the business life cycle has about six or seven stages to it. The very first stage is what they call seed. And the seed stage is where you have an idea. And you need to kind of develop that idea to some extent. Then you have a startup stage, an early stage, After that, you've got your growth and your prime stage. Then you eventually move into maturity and finally decline. And what they argue, Bruce, is that the development of that business occurs over a period of time. Right. They also then draw a line that's a very nice curve. It's a straight, smooth curve. And in the growth phase, it's remarkably upright and it grows without any hesitation at all. And when you start to decline, it begins to tip down. And that gets used in the academic world, and it also gets used extensively by consultants to turn around and say, well, these are the stages of a business's development. Why are they wrong? Why are they wrong? Because it doesn't work like that in real life. And I don't think it ever has. But it really is easy to teach. It really is easy to deliver across to a classroom. It's really easy to consult against. 
but it has no relationship with reality at all. If you teach a business school or you are a consultant and you use those principles, I want you to fight with Pablo this evening. Defend your patch on 021-446-0567, if you dare. Okay, so <laughs> let's get practical. Okay, so let's get practical about the five steps. When you start a business, the very, very first stage, if we're going to insist on it, is going to be seed. And in that seed, the number of entrepreneurs I work with, Bruce, who have an idea, but it has nothing to do with being a business idea, is huge. An idea in itself doesn't belong to business. An idea that's rooted in the need of a group of people has a reason to become a business in itself. So the activity you should be performing right in the very beginning is not about having an idea, thinking that it's unique and special, holding it close to your chest. It should rather be about taking it out there and speaking to people who you think you could serve and giving them the idea to give it back to you so that it becomes a business idea. Right. That's the first activity. Once you perform that activity, you can then grow your business to the next level. And the growth of that business to the next level will be like an awkward step because when you start that process, it flatlines. Growth means that you lift up that line. And when you get to the next level, you're consolidating what you've learned and you're starting to reshape and reform and reforge the look of this business. Now, the, the trouble with an idea is it's just an idea. And then you write a business plan, which I know you love. Um, I love them, yeah. And then, it, then it's an idea on paper. Mm-hmm. And until you've tested the idea, it remains an idea on paper. And until you've, uh, until you've evolved the idea and then put it into practice, it remains a dream. Completely. And here's the reality. Ideas are the currency of entrepreneurs. But acting on the idea is the wealth of an entrepreneur. But the very next stage that you build your business to, the so-called next level, is startup. Mm. And in startup... There's one single focus, and you and I had a big debate, and we disagreed on this particular point. My argument is... You you bear so many grudges. (laughs) I have a long memory. (laughs) It's get a customer at any cost. Don't worry about the profit of the customer that you get, but get a customer at a cost. And Bruce, the reason that that's important is because they're going to tell you whether they like what you do or whether Mm. whether they don't. And if you're bold enough and brazen enough and have enough confidence and commitment to your business... You're going to say, well, why don't you like it? And if you listen carefully, the real business starts to emerge from enough people telling you why they don't like what you're offering and what they would rather have instead. You don't need to go and do reams and reams and reams and reams and reams of research. Speak to 30 or 40 people and they will give you the real business idea, not the idea you originally had. Uh, And you've also got to have the guts to evolve your original idea, even if it's become suddenly more difficult because chances are it will work better. The more difficult it is in that process, the greater the opportunities because it's through arguing through that difficulty and fighting through it. You know, steel is forged in fire. It doesn't just appear. How different is Auric today from when you first conceptualized it? Hugely. Honestly, if if I were to show you the very first business plan, which I wrote on one half page, compared to what the business is today, it is fundamentally different. It's no longer, it's not my idea, it's not my business. It belongs to entrepreneurs. They have told us what we need to do in order to, to work with them. To be useful to them. Yeah. Uh, Combo in Bedford View wants to fight with Pablo. Love it. Hello, Combo. Hi, how are you? Very good. <laughs> bring it on. Bring I'm, your boxing gloves. I'm not the fundi, but then 
I think the reason why the the business life cycle is relevant is the fact that businessmen need to be aware that if I come up with a brilliant idea today, it may not be relevant tomorrow. So I may hit a point where I'm, I'm peaking growth, I mature, then I'm going to decline. However, a lot of businesses, and I, I agree to an extent with him, where you find that um, a business then matures to the point whereby they realize that they need to innovate. So businesses tend to take a, a curve where when they hit, when they're about to hit that uh, decline level, they innovate, they come up with a new idea, they improve marketing, etc. In a sense, the business matures, that curve almost starts growing up again. So it's very relevant because if businessmen are not aware that this is what happens to businesses, there tends to be a failure in that businesses actually plummet for no apparent reason. Combo and View, thank you so much for your call this evening. It's all about evolving the original idea. Dawn in Kempton Park, your question for the Pablo. Good evening to you both. I would just like to state a question. Um, we started trading in the packaging industry in the year 2013, January, to be specific. We have built up such an incredible base of customers and we are now battling to service these customers due to lack of resources. And when I say resources, yeah. it's lack of funding. Uh, have you got a cash flow problem? Is that the issue, Dawn? We have a cash flow problem. Yes, indeed we do. But we also are battling to find funding which is a major problem in uh, this country for, oh, it's, it's a, for it's a SMEs. Problem, yeah. Absolutely. Dawn, it's such a huge problem. Uh, James Kahn was on the radio, the, 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 the Dragon's Den guy, saying he wants to start a business to help provide funding. I mean, he'll have his restrictions. It'll be difficult. But Dawn is sitting in the classic South African conundrum, Pablo. It is. And, you know, it's, it's a long throwback to the way that our economy is structured. Our economy is structured, it concentrates very much on large businesses, and the banks are very much favored towards large, large businesses. And they're, they're not organizations you can work with very early stage businesses. So, Dawn, I mean, this is very relevant in terms of building the business to the next stage because you've gotten to a point where you found customers. I hope you've gotten to a point where you've built systems in your business yeah. so that you can focus on getting the right people into your business. Once you've got that, as you move from stage to stage, there's a period of consolidation. And I'm sorry to say, but the only way to really fund that kind of consolidation is by saving. Much in the way that Julia is saving, a certain amount of money needs to be put aside within your business. You need to invest that money sensibly. And quite honestly, that's how we built our particular business. It's slower. It takes time. But if and there's it's nothing, hard. It's very hard. It's yeah. very, very hard. Um, Sureshim Midrand wants to add to our discussion. Hello, Sureshim Midrand. Yeah, good evening to you and your guest there. I must say, I've got to quite agree with him. You know, I've done my, my MBA through Gibbs. I use a lot of it initially with my startup on my business. It has been of great help. I still remember a lot of it and I try to apply it. But quite agreeing also with his, uh, his part of saying you've got to capture the client. And exactly what I do, if we can use our clients, not from a profitable point of view, because those are 30 new clients that you have never had, and you satisfy them in whatever way by getting back. And remember, you've got to tell them to give you feedback exactly what you want to hear about yeah. the business. Well, exactly what you don't want to hear about your business often, Suresh. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, no, so. no, quite, quite, quite. Yeah. You, you want to hear no, the, the truth about your business, whether you're doing it right or not. Sure. And that is very important. So. If you, if you look at the sigmoid curve, you should be able to innovate before. 
I like the lady just called earlier. She cannibalized the business. In today's time of labor unrest, you should know you need to cut down staff, pay those bills. Julia is an example as well. I mean, why has she done it? Because it economic stresses are difficult to, to actually make it in, in this business world. Suresh, but you need to do things differently. Suresh, you're a superstar. Thank you very much for coming through this evening. We didn't get through the five ways to go to the next level. No, we haven't yet. But that's okay. Because we have next week. We have next week. Fantastic. Um, and and, and the, the contributions, and you, threw out, you threw down the gauntlet, the gauntlet was picked up, and we, we had a nice discussion. Uh, can we next week, perhaps, just off the top of my head, I don't know, can we talk about those five steps to take your business to the next level? Very definitely. Because I'm kind of curious. Uh, very definitely. And it's important to recognize them. Completely. There we go. Pablo Fatidi is from Auric Business Incubator.